So the IPL media rights have just concluded. As it turns out, it is the second most popular league in the world behind FIFA. So you're talking about close to 44,000 crores translated into dollars, a little less than $6 billion for a five-year contract. So then what are we worried about? You have a great product at hand, a cricketing spectacle, a lot of money, players will get rich, and you will get a wholesome entertainment. So what is there to worry about? Well, there is one tiny bit that will come up for discussions. And if you've not already guessed it, let me share it with you right now. It's the quality of the matches. When you're talking about 94 such matches, player fatigue, do you get to see mostly one-sided matches or will you have hotly contested epic innings from the teams? Now, one can't manufacture, design, close contested fights. However, there is a risk with the commercialized aspect of the sport, of the league. The entertainment interferes in the actual match. And what I mean by that is currency stems from a good cricket match, right? That's the at the heart of it. That if you play a good match, it's a thrilling encounter. Both teams compete very hard and the best team wins and provides joy and thrill to millions. Now, this is the very facet that will come into play or be tested because when you have a tournament which goes beyond seven weeks, eight weeks in duration with at least two back-to-back matches, so each team plays 14 matches or more, there is a degree of sustainability. There is a degree, it becomes like a marathon. So the question right now is, should we have focused on a 100-meter sprint, high-intensity sprint and got better joys and better thrills? Or will a marathon running for two months eventually lead to the glory and stuff like that? Clearly, it is very evident that the longer the tournament goes, the sponsors make that much more money. The cricketers make that much more money. But if the quality of the matches reduces or goes down, then will the same sponsors line up when the renewal comes around in five years' time? And the reason I bring this up is because by design, the laws of cricket are supposed to be the gentleman's game, right? Peaceful, respect for each other. There is no dogfight. There is no angry exchanges. I mean, there are, but all are governed by sanitized laws. You can't do this. You can't scream. You can't sledge. You can't do so many things. Now, that is counterintuitive towards evoking emotions. The more emotions you evoke, the higher the viewership and therefore higher the revenue. And just to be clear, by dogfights, I don't mean ugly racial abuse or those kind of things that have happened in the past. None of that stuff, but banter, good, strong, friendly banter. Even that is missing or going down these days because so many teams play with each other, share the same dressing room. So there is no fierce rivalry that is evident. And with IPL, with so many people playing together, the only other rivalry that can happen is franchisee to franchisee. Think about it. Two bouncers and over, batsman-friendly, smaller 
boundaries. There is a degree of fatigue, right? High scoring matches. So it's very batsman tilted. There is no even contest between the bat and the ball. And the fact that there is a lack of even contest makes for a low quality encounter. Chances are that the thrill of the finish will probably be at the towards the 19th over and 20th over. And the trend that emerges from this is that people will want to watch the first 4-5 overs and the last 4-5 overs. So it's a 20-over match from a viewing perspective stands to be most exciting during 5 at the beginning and the last 5. So total of 10 overs. So then... If the viewership drops in the between overs, no matter how much of strategic timeouts you do and whatever breaks that you get after every over and all that, will the viewing experience be as good? If the viewing experience is going to crumble and fall, then the set of people who are glued to television will reduce. Now, it's a debatable point, right? People will say, well, entertainment is entertainment. It becomes a habit and people get used to it. They cite the examples of the times when there were no ads in cricket and it was a continuous broadcast. How the viewership was back then to how the viewership is right now when on an average a three-minute over is sometimes even cut short. You miss the last delivery or the first delivery of the next over with advertisements. And then the bigger question, if 20 times, at least 20 times, one ad is repeated, does it really translate to more revenue? So if you see the MRF ad being repeated 20, say 40 times, will you then go ahead and buy more MRF tires? Will more set of people go and buy MRF tires? Is there a direct correlation to that? I'm guessing there would be. Otherwise, why would a company continue to invest, spend millions of dollars with one ad being hammered down the audience's throat? So it is something to think about for the organizers that if you're going to repeat the ads again and again, the viewing experience is going to get impacted and therefore the viewership might get impacted. And that directly translates to a loss of revenue less eyeballs and therefore loss of revenue. If we do not allow for competitive elements to be introduced, then the sanitized version is becoming less interesting. There are no more characters in the sport as there used to be in the previous past. You think of Javed Mianda, then Shoei Akhtar, and you think of Kiran More, Vivian Richards. Dennis Lilly and so many other characters, you know, they are the one that enrich the viewing experience. Yes, there is a tussle going on between the bat and the ball, but there's also this personality clash at some space, some place or the other. Think of a Virinder Sevag launching into the Pakistani attack in when he's on 99 and hits them for a six. I mean, I know that was not IPL, but so it is something to think that if you're not going to have built-up matches or match-ups where there is this fierce rivalry. Just to take a step back, when IPL was in its early years, there were a set of ads which rivaled or pitted 
one franchisee against the other. You know, there was an ad where in the elevator, one was a RCB fan and the other was a CSK fan. And those were very interesting ads and they caught on quite well. The point is, they did not necessarily endorse a product. They were enhancing the or establishing the brand following or the fan following for the respective franchisees. And that somewhere has been missing in the last few years. So somewhere, I guess, that needs to circle back. Because if you compare it with football, Manchester United, Arsenal, Liverpool, Manchester City, what have you, all of them have a fanatic fan following for the club. Yes, there is a following for the players, but players keep changing over the years. There is a allegiance to the club. To a large extent, in IPL, CSK fans and MI fans have kind of highlighted that. But rest of the franchises have not really invested in developing the aura. Let's put it this way. The aura around the franchisee is missing. And so we don't see that kind of madness. So all of these factors are important towards increasing the viewer's experience for the match. Last but not the least, not having Pakistan in or Pakistani players in the mix will leave at least the Pakistani audience high and dry. I'm just wondering what if the relations between the two countries thaw in the next five years and can they then introduce newer players into the mix. Now you have 10 teams to play with. Could we be talking about 12 teams now if another country's players are available? And given that IPL is so wildly popular in Pakistan, there could be a high number of players wanting to play IPL. And clearly no disrespect for PSL. It's a great product in itself. Somewhere the characters that I was talking about tend to come from Pakistan, right? There have been characters all around in the cricketing world, no doubt. But somewhere, the teams of the 80s and the 90s, the Pakistani teams of the 80s and the 90s, produced the maximum number of characters, which, you know, had a personality, good or bad. Like, Shahid Afridi is not a cricketer that I respect too much, not neither for his ability as a cricketer, nor as the person he's eventually turned out to be. Yet on the other end of the spectrum, you have a Sayyid Anwar, uh, Yusuf Yohana. You have a high degree of respect for their ability as players, as ambassadors, as human beings. And yet they have been strong characters in their own. The bad boy characters were quite a lot in Pakistani cricket. And they provided for some degree of entertainment until it turned ugly. And that probably is not the order of the day today. The, you have good players like Babar Azam and uh, Rizwan and some of the other new blokes on the park. I think they're doing a decent job of not only displaying the talent they bring to the park, but also turning out to be decent human beings in so far. That's always a conditions apply for the Pakistani team and suddenly they want to turn politicians and make outrageous commentary, but that aside. So that is a thing to think about. And there's one little tiny thing that if the Pakistani players do turn up for IPL at some point in time, what happens when the Indian national anthem is being played on the ground? I'm guessing they are going to feel uncomfortable. Standing up to the Indian national anthem and no Pakistani national anthem? Well, if it is a national anthem of any country, one needs to respect, just like 
the Indians would respect the Pakistani national anthem. But that will be a dharam sankat. I don't know what the correct English expression for that is. But I guess for the Indian audience who's listening to this, they understand. It's like a dilemma. It's like a what do I do? How do I react? That kind of stuff. But those are some of the realities because it's an Indian show at the end of the day. And there's nothing wrong in people trying to showcase the part of the Indian culture, like what happened in the finals of uh, this edition of uh, the last edition of IPL. At the start of the match, there was the national anthem. There are players from all over the world representing different countries. And somewhere I thought that if you're going to show it as a mixed team, it's not a national sport, then you may not want to have the national anthem. But that's how it goes, right? And so we cannot probably argue about it. There's nothing wrong with it on the other side. It's a national anthem. So you're playing in India. There's nothing wrong with playing the national anthem. So those are some of the sensitive issues, delicate issues that one would need to think about. But I know I'm going little too far ahead into the future. For now, you know that the media rights have been sold and we're looking for a power pack next five years, one, one and a half month of non-stop entertainment and hopefully some very good close-fought matches. And I'd not be too far off if I say that very soon we might contest or come close to FIFA in terms of valuation. What I would love to see see is cricket being as popular globally as FIFA is. It's important to remember that football is, as compared to cricket, is a simple game, easy to understand, low cost, have a ball and 10 players and people can score either end of the goals. Cricket is a game full of laws. There is an element of cerebral competency required to understand a sport. For anyone new, we've been conditioned to some of that. And I can tell you, a lot of people, even in India, where people follow the sport madly, not all understand the entire laws. Simple things are easily understood. Complex and nuanced things are not easily understood. And majority probably don't understand these laws. For example, if the ball pitches more than three meters before the stump, then despite the ball headed towards the stump, it is declared not out. You were like, wow, what a decision to bear in mind for the empire. It's not a straightforward sport. So explaining this to the Americans, the Chinese, the Japanese who are baseball fanatics, right? Baseball is very popular in Japan. Might be a little more difficult, but at least it's a head start for countries like Japan where They know there is a bat and a ball and innings and a batter and stuff like that. There's some elements, some bases covered. No pun intended there. But for places where there is no baseball and only football reigns supreme, explaining them the complexity and the beauty of cricket is probably where we need to focus much more on. Till then, stay safe, stay well, chin up and bring your A-game to work. You're listening to the Gyanban Experience. This is your host, GB. Peace out.